All right. Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground, a place to get into the word of God so the word of God can definitely get into you. Hey, this is where repentance starts. This is where revival begins. Who am I? Just another voice calling out in the wilderness of America saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Welcome to the underground. Hope everybody's having a blessed week. Hope you had a, a good Monday and you're going to end it off with eating some good food. Thank you for coming out to the underground cookout. You're about to get fed really well tonight. Shout out to everybody. Me, uh, We've been checking out the downloads of the underground and man, I don't know who it is, but appreciate all the downloads, man. I really do. I was like, wow. I was really amazed to see that. Like, you know, with no marketing, no, uh, you know, really not putting no marketing behind it, just putting the word out there and, and allowing God to do what he do. He saved my lane, get lifted up high. I draw all men unto me, you know, so I appreciate it. But anybody who's supporting it, you know, uh, I appreciate it. And Pass it along, you know, continue to pass it to people who just want to hear the word of God, who just want to hear the word of God and hear the truth. Well, it's hear what thus says the Lord says, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. And if you're wondering who I am, hey, I'm just another voice. I'm going to fade away into eternity. So, you know what I mean? Don't even worry about me. Don't even worry about how I look or where he live at, where he look like. Don't worry about it. I'm just boring food at the end of the day. But uh, man, we go get into it. I wanted to start out. I'm gonna start off early again today. The prison's still on lockdown. Uh, whoever it is smuggling drugs into the prison, woe unto you! <laughs> woe unto you! Come on now, I'm trying to get. We trying to get back up in these prisons. Stop smuggling them drugs, man. Enough. So that's why it's on lockdown right now. Uh, so shout out to everybody at that uh. Uh, Pam Lynch State Jail and also the Rams Ramsey Prison Unit. Uh, everybody on B Block in the Faith Dorm. Keep your head up. Better days are coming on, boy. Uh, let's see what else. Shout out to uh, my lovely wife. Always keeping it 100. The realest to ever do it. If you was to ask me, that's just my humble opinion. Shout out to all my brothers and sisters. Uh, shout out to my brother in L.A. Shout out to my sister uh, in that Pearland, a.k.a. Southwest. Give a big shout out to you, man. Shout out to my friends up in uh, San Antonio and everybody who's just brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God. Just want to say uh, hey to you. And I also want to uh, congratulate uh, our follow apostle, uh, Terry Simmons, a brother I uh, met uh, off YouTube. I remember I called him one day. He had his number on YouTube. I called him. And me and him just, I don't know, we just had, had a great relationship. We always talk. He always send me verses and send me videos about the word of God. Uh, 65-year-old apostle up in uh, Florida, uh, Pensacola, Florida. But him and his church just paid off they building in two years, y'all. They paid it fully off. So that church building and the land belongs to them, man. So I just want to give a big shout out to Cornerstone in Pensacola, Florida. Big shout out to Apostle Terry Simmons and his wife, Miss Simmons, and the whole Cornerstone Church, man, for, hey, 
treading the land and making sure it's, it's, it's staying in the family, it's staying in the kingdom. And they doing big things out there, man. So big shout out to y'all, man. Much love. Apostle Terry Simmons, man. Be banging when it comes to that gospel. Him and his wife. Nothing but the truth. You know what I mean? Shout out to that boy, Deion Sanders, for another win. 3-0. and He's spreading the kingdom. It's bigger than football. It's bigger than football, man. And I celebrate that. I love to see it. Shout out to y'all. Man, he ain't. Hey, God is moving, and I love to see it. I love to see it outside of these four walls, and the name of God is being lifted up. And them demons, y'all see it. Y'all see it, what's going on. So shout out to that. Shout out to, uh, and uh, just again, everybody who's doing the will of God and who's trying, I want to show love to you. I want to show love to you. And if you ever listen to the underground, you want to email us, a, email us some prayer requests, man, go ahead and do that. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. We'll lift you up in prayers, man, because we got we got soldiers around us. You feel me? But let's go ahead and jump into this word. I don't want to keep y'all too long. It's Monday. Some of y'all got y'all shows finna come on. Some of y'all want to watch Monday Night Football. I get it. Revelations 22. I just want to uh, read something real quick in Revelations 22. You know, because it's Halloween, Halloween right around the corner. So let's go ahead and get ready to <laughs> read Revelation. Hey, Revelations 22 and verse seven. It says, look, I'm coming soon. That's what Jesus is saying in Revelations 22 and verse seven. He says, look, I'm coming soon. Now, when we read hear that, you know, we can probably be uh, smart people and people with, you know, sassy mouths would be like well he been saying that my grandma said that my great granddaddy said that jesus been coming for a long time but let's not forget that verse that he said in second peter 3 8 when he says but do not forget this one thing dear friends dear smart friends dear sassy mouths dear attitudes he said don't forget this with the lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day so when he say he coming soon, see, our timing ain't on, like, we don't have the same time frame as him. Let me read that one more time. Second Peter 3 eight says, but do not forget this one thing. See, when the word of God tells you don't forget, this is something you need to uh, look at and say, okay, what he talking about? This is very important. <coughs> Excuse me. He say, a day is like a thousand years to the Lord. So one day to <laughs> is like a thousand years. In a thousand years, it's like a day. So that means he can come anytime and it'll be like a day. You can live and we don't even live a thousand years. So all you uh, older people who talking about you been hearing that and you been hearing that, you ain't live a thousand years. Tomorrow can be that thousand years for God. <clears throat> so he said, look, I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. You remember when your mama used to say, hey, I'm coming home. That house need to be clean. What you did, you start getting it ready. You start getting the house ready. You know when 4.30 come, she getting off work, he getting off work, your parents getting off work, what you start doing, you start cleaning up things, getting stuff in order. Why? Because they coming home soon. What a, uh, Jesus is telling us he's coming soon. Why y'all getting, getting it together? We got to get it together. We got to start cleaning up some things. Right? Because he said he's coming soon. 
All right. Always keep that in your heart. Always keep that in your mindset. That he's coming soon. He like a thief in the night. And then he said, when he said that, he said, bless are those to everybody who used the blessed word. Let's see what he calls blessed. Because I looked in the word of God and I studied that word blessed. And none of it has to do with what we've been taught blessed is. Just to be honest with you, you know, if you do a deep study on the word blessed through the word of God and according to what God calls blessed, it has nothing to do with some of the standards that we have made up that we call blessed. So, but in Revelations 22 and verse 7, he gives us a quick definition, a quick example of what blessed is in his eyes. <coughs> he says, blessed are those who obey who are, who obey the word of prophecy written in his book. He said, you are blessed if you obey the prophecy that's written in his book. So that'll, that'll, that'll erase a lot of people who, who using that blessed word, if we being honest with it. He said, bless are you who obey. See, obedience, being obedience to God's word, being obedient to what God is telling you in this season, that's what make you blessed. Okay, I'm about to say some things that may, you know, uh, get up under your skin a little bit, but go ahead and uh, accept it. If you are living in the finest house, driving the finest car, have the finest body, have the finest job, have the finest, uh, I don't know, a beach home and I mean you got the finest bank account right but you're not obedient to what thus says the Lord is saying just don't use the blessed word why am I saying that you're confusing our youth you're confusing we got we we got we got youth coming up thinking that that's what blessings of God is. You are blessed because you are able to be obedient. God has given you a heart to be obedient to His word. That's what make you blessed. You are are, are blessed, child of God, because when sin try to take you down, you are convicted by it. That's what make you blessed. That's what make you blessed. You are blessed when you're living for God and people begin to persecute you for it, hate you for it. He said you blessed because of that. You are blessed because you have a desire to start to want to live a righteous life. You are blessed because you seek the peace of God. See, those type of illustrations and examples are so contrary to what the world tells us what blessed is. <clears throat> and we have allowed the world in a system, in a pagan system of this world, tell us what blessed is. 
and we start to live according to what they tell us what bless is. And guess what? We start to pray for things according to what the world is telling us what bless look like. You've been praying to God according to what the world has been calling blessed. Your prayer has been all wrong. You see what I'm saying? Now, again, for the sake of people who may misconstrue or misunderstand what I'm saying, it's okay to have a house. Okay? It's okay to have a car. It's okay to uh, be rich. It's okay to have those things. Okay? But again, that is not what makes you blessed. Because what if, if that's what makes you blessed, what do we say about the people in third world countries? What do we say about the people who just lost all their stuff in Hawaii? What do we say about those people who lose all their things in these tornadoes? Were they not blessed? No. Because that's not what makes people blessed, having things. You are blessed because you was able to hear the word of God and uh, get convicted, repent, and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Is that not blessed? See, if we was to do a quick study, if you ever uh do a quick study about Jesus' life, let's be real, y'all. Let's be truly honest. According to how we think that blessed is, if he was to live in our time, let's be honest. Women, and I want the women to be honest. If you would look at him and be like, oh, get it together. If you're really honest with yourself, let me tell you why. He didn't have a house. So you would have been to tell, uh, get your life together, Jesus. He didn't have a house. He he didn't have no car. Exactly. Where was his car at? So he a bum. He a scrub, according to our standards. Let's be real about it. He was a bum. You would have been like, uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh. Let's be real about this. He didn't have no life insurance. Because if you read it, somebody had to come get him down and the rich man who was very rich had to get his casket. So he didn't have his affairs in order, according to our standards. He was always borrowing stuff. Let's be if you read it, he had to go borrow donkeys. He was borrowing boats. You know, you would have been like, uh, uh, girl, leave him alone. That's what we would have said about him. And people, hey, brothers, people would have been looking at you like, uh, uh. Your family probably would be like, he need to get his life together. Talking about he love God. Look at him. Look, a bum. And he, he was always wearing sandals. I don't, you know, his shoe game was not on point. Let's be real. Let's be real. His shoe game was not on point. He didn't have no land to his name. He said houses, house, he had, he, foxes have dens, but the son of man didn't have nowhere to lay his head. And who he was hanging with, exactly. Bumps. He wasn't hanging with the top excellent of a society. He wasn't hanging with nobody, you know, people who was, like, really doing it like that. So, that's what I want you guys to understand. According to our standards, we would have looked at Jesus, God in the flesh, as a bum. And if you look at it, it said he didn't have, like, he wasn't good looking. He was not good looking. 
So y'all already know that's that's he he really off y'all list. He would have been in friend zone to a lot of y'all. Exactly. He had no beauty in him. So y'all, you know, y'all would have quickly put him in friend zone. He would have quickly been a, a brother to y'all. <laughs> he a good brother. I can talk to him about some stuff quickly. So again, what am I saying? I'm just trying to get you guys to understand the, 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 the values and the success according to the world is not is not lined up with the word of God. And so when we begin to get a mindset like that, what are we doing? Disobeying the prophecies of God. See how he brings, see how the Holy Spirit always bring this thing back around to his word. Why do we value the world system so much? If you are honest with yourself, because we love the world. You have the, the first step to repentance, right? My brothers and sisters in Christ is admitting Hey, I, I I love the world. That's when God can do something for you. Did you remember when the good Lord said, I didn't come to uh for the righteous? <laughs> I didn't come for people who say they don't who, who who think they don't love the world. I don't come for people who think they got it together. I don't come to people who think they're not sinners. I he said, I come for the lost. I come for the sick. Wait a minute. You want me to go look it up, God? Okay, let me go look it up. Then. Let me show them. Cause they probably be like, "What is what is, what is it?" <laughs> I got you. Give me some time. Give me some time to go look it up. Oh, I hope the Lord is speaking to some people. You know, because we need this, man. You know, we need this. We need this to uh uh save ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm looking it up right now, y'all. Give me some time. It says in Mark 2, 17, it says, Jesus said to them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but to those who know, who know, who know. For a world that's so full of knowledge these days, <laughs> psych, how y'all don't know y'all sinners? Y'all know everything else. Y'all know what Egypt is. Y'all know what the uh, the Shyrock is saying. Y'all know what the rocks is saying. Y'all know what the stars is saying. Y'all know how to align with everything. Y'all know what your ancestor says. Y'all know what Moses said in a dream. How y'all know all this, but y'all don't know y'all sinners and you need a savior. See, he makes the, the, the wise of this world seem so foolish when it comes to his word. You got more degrees in, than a denominator. Did I say that right? Whatever. <laughs> you got, you feel me? You got more degrees than a deodorant, but you don't, you don't uh know that you you a sinner. I don't understand. I don't I, I don't get it. That's why I'm saying this stuff don't even. The way this world is set up and the way they think what's impressive, I'll be like, but y'all don't even know that you're a sinner. You don't know that you need Jesus. He says, in the, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. The fact that you don't think that you need Jesus, the fact that you don't think that you are sick or that you need a savior 
That makes you a fool. What scripture is that? Uh, go ahead and uh tell them. Uh, I think it's in Psalms fourteen and verse one. But let me not uh misquote that. Oh, you talking about that one? Luke five thirty two, the one uh I I just talked about. Yeah, you're welcome. No doubt. Yeah, I always ask me what scripture is that. That's what I'm talking about. Check me. Check me. Don't be just be listening to me. Be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, what, what, what that said. Let me know. <laughs> what that said in the Bible, preacher. Yeah, check me. That's that's the problem these days. We just be listening to people and not, you know, because they sound good or they make you laugh or they make you feel good. We don't be asking no questions. You know, the people just be talking about the, uh, the God spoke to me and it don't even be aligning with it. Wait a minute, God didn't say all that now. What you talking about? What you mean, God said uh, a mansion is on my way? Uh, God, wait, what? <laughs> what you talking about now? You got preachers promising everybody husbands and wives. Wait a minute. Come on now. God didn't, he, he didn't promise all that in his word now. Let's just be real. People promising land of people and, and, and cars and businesses and what? what? Jesus didn't even have If he would have gave that to anybody, let, can we be honest, y'all? If he was really going to promise that to anybody, wouldn't it would have been Jesus? When Jesus would have had that type of lifestyle? I mean, if it, it, you know, for people like, but he, you know, that's why we got to get in our word. So we won't be, you know, misinformed. Because what, what happens is when we start to live according to the successful system of this world, we start getting expectations. I like to call them false expectations. And you are asking God to bless you with a worldly mindset. You are asking God to bless your worldly desires. And when he doesn't do it, that's when we have these worldly attitudes. And we begin to, you know, don't fool with God or we cut him off or we we have a season where we say, oh, I ain't talking to God right now. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> you know. Our our attitudes. See, God has a lot of things he has to deal with his children about before we're able to even start walking in the blessing. Some of you, God cannot even bless you because your heart, you have a, a cutoff at a, you have a cutoff type of personality. Oh God, let's get into it. You want let's go there. You 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 cut people off too. You you just like to cut them off. They made you mad, or they said something that was offensive to you, or or, or they didn't like your post quick enough, or they didn't they didn't give you a shout out on your. Bro- I don't I don't know what's I don't know what's what's going on these days. But you have a cut off spirit, and I want you to know that that type of attitude and that type of spirit you begin you you act like that with God. When he doesn't do something quick or when you when he doesn't do something that you feel like should have been done in this type of time and you start to have you, 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 you like, I ain't reading my word today. I don't got time to read that. You don't want to pray. You cut off your fast. You just you, you eating chicken now. That fast ain't working no more. <laughs> I fasted. You look, you fasted 10 hours and say that that ain't working. 
<laughs> Jesus said, man, you better put that up. Jesus said, I did 40. I did 40. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? We do a couple of hours and, you know, we throw in the towel. Yeah. And so what God, he's trying to get you to, he's trying to build character in you. You understand what I'm saying? Where blessings, things, promotion, relationships, feelings, you're not moved. Why? Because your foundation is on the rock of Christ. If you're right with Christ, you're right. You're right. Long as your relationship with Christ is in right standing, guess what? You right in life. And see, that takes some work to get there. Ain't have a lazy spirit to get there. You got to put in some work, child of God. Yeah, you got to put in some work. Now, not work for your salvation. For all my, you know, my, my newcomers, my new believers. That's free. No, nothing you can do to earn salvation. That was a free gift from God through his son, Jesus Christ. So you don't have to work for that. But in order to keep a relationship with God, yeah, you got to put some work in. Just like you, you got to keep a relationship with your boo thing, right? You got to put some work in, right? You got to call, you got to text, you got to, you know, answer the phone when they calling. You know, you got to go to the movies once in a while. You got to go out to eat once in a while. You know, you got to hold their hands. You got to kiss them. You know, you got to tell them they cute. You got to do things. You got to tell them, you know, you love them. You know, you know, God likes to hear those things. Just, 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 you know, FYI. You know, some, some of you guys, when the last time you told God you love them? When the last time you told them God you awesome? When the last time you gave God some compliments? When the last time? Believer, I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm talking to somebody. When the last you giving everybody else compliments? When the last time you compliment God? When the last time you spent some time with God? I mean, just spend some time with him. Just talk to him for more than 15, you know, 15 minutes. Just talk to him on the way to on your way to work. You just everything cut out. Let me shut this music off. And no, no, I ain't I ain't not even looking at my phone. Let me talk to God right now. Yeah, let me get in my closet for a little bit. Let me talk to God for a little bit. Let me see what he been up to. Let me ask God. When the last time you asked God, believe, what do you need, God? Is there anything you need me to do? What can I do for you, God? I know I'm always coming to you asking for this and asking for that. But, but you know what, God? For, for just a little change, what do you need me to do? And wait for the answer. He'll tell you. He will tell you. I, man, I've asked God that, you know, a couple, man, you know, because I, I, I've able to just grow again, and this hasn't happened overnight, but just in my, you know, 16 years almost walking with God, it'll be 16 years this year, just he, he will answer you. He will answer, I need you to just uh, ask somebody how their day will. I need you to go talk to somebody. I need you to buy somebody some coffee. Mm -hmm. I need you to show some mercy today. I need you to show some love today. I need you to share your testimony today. Things like that. It, 
how do you know when God's speaking? Because it's going to be things always advancing his kingdom and always things that's uplifting Christ. That's how you know. I'm iffy. You know, my spirit kind of, you know, be like, what? <laughs> you, you ever had a, your spirit, your whole, the whole spirit just say, what? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> People say something like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My spirit always get like, <laughs> when people say God spoke to me and it's just, they the the words are just uplifting they worldly kingdom i'm like mm, okay it, I'm, I'm i'm always kind of iffy of that i'm always my spirit just don't i'm like wait a minute you know you gotta be you gotta be ready to uplift the name of christ when you're doing God's will. And if we're on our society, even if we're, if we're listening carefully, even the churches, they have taken out lifting, advancing, calling on the name of Christ. And we have this gospel that we call on we manifesting things these days. <laughs> what? It's like we, we have this manifestation gospel going on. Uh, we have this speak it into existence without no type of repentance, no, no type of acknowledging Christ, no type of fellowship, no abiding. What happened to abiding with Christ? That's when you're able to ask, you know, for things. And if when you're abiding in him, you know, because when you start to abide with Christ, with Jesus, and you ask for things, guess what those things are going to be about? Advancing the kingdom. Your prayers begin to uh, be on the will of God. Your desires be, you start praying for stuff like, God, give me eyes to see the lost. God, give me patience to love the sinners around me. Right? God, help me fall out of love with my sin. Right? See, these are your desires you start to ask for things like that. And then all them other things, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, they just begin to add to you, but they don't add to your value. Oh, God, they don't add to your value. Mm -mm. He just, they, they just add to you, but the value of your life is not depending on these other things such as houses cars clothes you know all these uh things that 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 a a wildfire can take away in a couple of minutes <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to y'all i i can't pray for things that are wildfire yeah yeah i, I just i just say god whatever you want to give me give me but 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 to be i can't that a wildfire, a tornado. 
I mean, can take away in it, you know. So what I'm starting to God is starting to speak to me about. He said, I want you to pray for things that's eternal, son. Yeah, things that a wildfire can't take, things that a tornado can't take away. Yeah, things that people can't, things that the bank can't take away, things that can't be repoed. Yeah, things that can't break up with you, things that can't lie on you, things that can't break down on you, things that don't tear and wear off, things that if you drop it, it fall and crack the screen. He say, I, I want you to start praying for things that that that, that when all that stuff happened, and hey, you still unmovable, unshakable, solid, solid as a rock. You hear me? This is what we ought to start praying for as believers. And again, what does it take to get there? Work. I'm talking about in the, in the just you God telling you to do something. You fall, you get back up. You say, I'm going at it again. You fall again. You, I'm going back at it again. You messing up. You keep messing up. You keep messing up. You keep messing up. But guess what? You tell God, I ain't letting you go. Got that Jacob spirit in me. I ain't letting you go until you bless me. Bless me with a heart that be obedient with you. Bless me with ears that want to hear your word. Bless me with eyes that want to see your kingdom prevent. I I'm not. I'm not letting you go, God. You have to go wrestle this thing. I'm not letting you go. You know. This is what we we got to get that we got to we got to get to the point where being obedient to God is at the top of the list. And that doesn't happen overnight, believer. So again, you're going to have to have patience. You got more patience with people, with other people than you got with yourself. Somebody's going to get delivered right now. Thus says the Lord, hey, you need to have more patience with your sinner self, with your messy self. You human. Right? I'm not saying we, you stay comfortable in it, but hey, it's not about perfection. It's about your direction. You fall back up. I want to, what God is looking at, well, where are you going when you get back up? If you're coming to me, I love it. If you're steady coming to me, well, come on then. Yeah. Some of y'all, you know, you may have a mindset that God is looking down on you, talking about, uh, you know, he's just ready to spank you. No, God is saying, come on now. I see you, son. I see you trying to work through that. I see you, daughter. I see you trying to get over that. I see you trying to push through. I see you trying to cut some of that stuff out of your life. He cheering you on. A cloud of witness around you cheering you on. Patience is one of the fruits of the spirit. Yes, it is. And you should have that for yourself. Patience with yourself. Why are you angry? You haven't got to where you think you should be at right now. What is wrong? Wait a minute. Now. Patience with yourself. You go get there. You go get, you go pay off your debt. <laughs> you need to be patient. 
you go you go pay it off. You working at you know, you working at a job that don't want to pay you nothing. So you gotta do it little by little. Twenty dollars every two hey, twenty dollars. <laughs> every week, every two weeks. I, I can put twenty on it. But patience, what is that doing? Teaching you character, teaching you how to stay consistent, teaching you how to be disciplined, teaching you not to give up, teaching you to value things, teach you, teaching you how to steward things. See, we so quick to get the things that we miss all these blessings and lessons that God is trying to teach us. There's so many blessings and there's so that's what a relationship begins to build. You know, but you want to ladies. The second oh, confirmation, that's God. You know, when you're in a relationship, right? You don't want a man to rush, fellas, vice versa. She want to get married in two months. You're like, wait a minute. You, what's, what's the rush? You know, they want to get, you know, passcodes to phones and y'all just start talking in two weeks. You're like, wait a minute now. What is the rush? Patience. Why? Because you're trying to get to know each other. You're trying to build character. You're trying to wait a minute. Let me see. And that's what's going on with you and God. Y'all trying to rush to the to these blessings. And God saying, wait a minute. I just don't give up things for, for nothing. I, I, I don't work like that. See, we used to these quick, easy relationships. Fellas, you just used to getting it on the first night, right? Let's go ahead and let's talk about this. See, our spirits are so used to stuff like that. You used to him just tricking it off to you, right, sis? Right, my sisters? He just tricked it off because you looked it good. So he just he, he paid the phone bill that day. The next uh, week, he paid it. So you have a mindset, and sometimes we come with that mindset to God. And when he doesn't work in a time frame that we think he should work in, guess what? It ain't nothing to cut that. We cut him off. We cut him off. And then we start talking about, man, that, that stuff made up. The white man made up Jesus. What? <laughs> Speaking of that, because he wanted me to tackle that. I had that, you know what? I was, he talked to me about that this week, too. About that, that this, this, this slave, this, this mindset about, you know, uh, about he's tired of stop blaming this system. And please, if you are a believer, let me talk to just the believers, uh, to my black believers, to my Latino, uh, believers, my Mexican believers. You know, uh, we got to stop blaming this system and, uh, and, and this quote-unquote white man. Yeah, we we uh, we don't roll like that in the kingdom of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. No system or no uh, quote-unquote white man can keep God's people down. So he going to need you to uh, keep that negative, I don't know, this type of talk out of your mouth. Stop talking like that. So go get up. See, you're too busy worrying about that you're enslaved to a system or you're enslaved to a certain uh man and all that. But God is showing us through his word also. John 8 34. Jesus answered them. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practice sin 
is a slave to sin. See, before you blame any system, before you blame any man, before you blame any woman, you are a slave to the sin in your life. But we ignore these things. You know why? Because we don't want to be accountable for that. We ignore these things and you your sin, your, your sin that you enslaved to, that's why you have a lot of issues in your life. But you want to play the blame game. You are a slave to your feelings. That's what you are a slave to, to your feelings. You are a slave to the opinions of people. You are a slave to talking too much. You are a slave to want to be seen too much. You are a slave to want to be always right in your relationships. You are a slave to want your voice to be heard all the time. You are a slave to your political beliefs. You are a slave to want to be successful in this world. You are a slave to your relationships. And to uh, get it down to what is really, you are a slave to yourself. You are your own slave master. You. And the only way to get to freedom is to repent of that type of mindset. Because if the sun sets you free, this is what I'm saying. And I hear believers talking about this. So that word that he's saying, if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. You don't believe that. You can't believe that because that the way you're talking is still telling me you think you're not free. So what are we going to do with the word he says, if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. What about that word? Let me look it up. That's what the Holy Spirit just gave me. I'm I'm so because we teaching our kids this man like to blame other I, no we're not finna do that not in the kingdom no nothing can hold us back if we got God if God be for us who can be against us if God be for you who can be against us so why are we talking about people holding us back or a system man ain't nothing holding us back if God is for us in John chapter eight thirty six it says so if the Son sets you free. You will be free indeed. But you know why you're not free? Because you're a slave to your sin. You're a slave to your sin. That's who your master is. You st you're still on that plantation of your sin. And that's why you come to the underground to get free. Shout out to Harry Tubman. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, sometimes the wordplay do be on point when God talking to you. Straight up. Ah, <laughs> oh, God be making me laugh sometimes. I love it. I love it. But yeah, so yeah, I I I'm I'm really for real, man. I try I try to I try to be uh, you know, compassionate and mindful of certain things, but I'm tired of this blaming the system and the white man. Do you understand? I just seen, again, Apostle Terry, a black man, and his wife, a black woman, and a whole congregation 
This is what he said they did. He said a whole congregation came together and paid $220 every month for two years. And he said 20 of those people were kids. They had jobs. And they all came together and paid for 200 for two years. They paid this church off. So the system was holding them back. Man, I'm not trying to hear this no more, man. Whatever. See, I'm not trying to hear it. I'm, God is showing me too many people that when they follow his will and they be obedient, can't nothing hold them back. Nothing hold them back. These people got their own land. And let, and let me tell you something. When people, uh, he's, he he was telling me a story that, you know, uh, K, uh, Super K, one of them stores, right? They want to build some stores around their land now. But they need to get their license. They need, excuse me, they need to get their signature in order to sell liquor. Because you that's the law. You got to get, if you have a church or a school, by any stores, you got to get a uh, permission. Circle K, thank you, baby. You have to get uh, 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 the signature from the owners in order to have permission to sell liquor around them. They come into uh, Apostle Terry and their church, guess what they saying? We ain't signing. Look at that authority they got. Look how they look how they affecting the community now. But we want to keep blaming people? Nah, cuz. I'm not I'm not trying to hear that. I'm sick of y'all playing that game, dog. And you teaching that to our little kids. You teaching that to the youth. And they'll grow with that same mindset. Believing a system is holding them back. Let me look up this verse real quick. Cause I just want I want to we we quote these verses and we say them, but we really not about that, man. We got we got to stop that. You know, if we go say these verses, man, and we gotta live it, we gotta be for it, man. Real talk. It says in Romans chapter eight and thirty one, what then? What then should we say in response if these things, if God is for us? Who can be against us? Who can be against us? Tell me. You can't quote that. And, and, and you tell my, you know what I'm saying? Somebody keeping you down or holding you back. Ah. Only thing holding you back right now. Hey, if 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 you walking with God. That's who holding you back. He didn't give the okay. He didn't give the okay. I don't care what this economy doing. I don't care what this system is doing. I don't care what laws they passing. I don't care who they got into the, in the office. I don't care who getting elected. I don't care. I don't care. And that has nothing to do with us. When we talking about us, I'm saying the kingdom of God. Whoever believes in Jesus and is accepted in God's kingdom, man, what they got to do with us? We have different laws that we that we go by, that we live by, and we are obedient to those things, right? We are obedient to those things. Let me tell you why you are blaming a system. Let me tell you why you are blaming a white man, my brother. Let me tell you why. 
again in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 7, bringing it all the way back around. Look, I'm coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy within his book. You're blaming people because you don't know how to obey prophecy. That's why you're in that predicament. That's why your mouth is saying these things. Because if you know how to obey prophecy, if you knew how to obey what thus says the Lord said, man, you better ask the children of Israel what went down when they obeyed. Since y'all always talking to your ancestors. Let me keep moving, man. Shout out to the 90s, right? I used to love coming home and looking at, uh, uh, you know, them sitcoms. I used to love it. You know what I'm saying? I had a lineup. You know, it was uh, Full House. It was Step by Step. It was Family Manners. It was Martin. It was Jamie Foxx show. It was Single, Single. It Mo to the, E to the, early in the morning, inside me. Yeah, you know. You already know what it is. You feel me? Yeah, that was the lineup. You feel me? But uh, so I'm 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 uh I was talking to somebody when uh talking to somebody, and you know, God always giving me these parables, right? And before I do this parable, let's go ahead and take it back. Here we go. It's a rare condition. Yeah. This day and age. Who know it? I want to see who know it. I want to see who know it. Put it in a put it in a conversation. You know what this is. Already. All I see. Oh man, take it back. Yeah. Man, I just had to play that real quick. But the reason I wanted to play that for you guys, right, is because when I said I was talking to somebody and I told them, I said, you know what your problem is, brother? You trying to let Stefan live and you scared to be Urkel. Now, if you really watch, you got to understand, Stefan was the fleshly. You feel me? Stefan, see, see, some of y'all, y'all Laura. And you won't let that Stefan die. Why? Because he's so cool. He's so smooth. He he entices the flesh. Everybody know what I'm talking about. When Stefan came out that time machine, I don't care who, that's who I wanted to be like. I was like, man, you feel me? And so I was telling this brother, I say, what you need to do is go into the time machine. And what you need to do is turn back into Urkel sometimes. Because, you know, Urkel, he had the fruits of the spirit. That's what he had. If we honest with us, Stefan, Laura likes Stefan because of the flesh. That's what everybody likes. You feel me? But Urkel had the qualities. He had what, you know, what you want in a good man. And some of y'all, y'all have that Lord spirit in y'all. He was paid exactly. He had to be patient with his clumsy self. He had no, he, he couldn't be impatient with nobody. You feel me? 
But this is what I'm saying. Some of y'all need to kill that Stefan in your life. Now I'm talking. Now let's get into the word with it now. Crucifying that flesh. Crucifying that flesh. Galatians chapter 5 and 24 says, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desire. See, you got to ask God every day. See, that's a prayer. Hey, God, kill this Stefan in me. Kill this Stefan in me. Because I ain't, my, my, uh, you remember that show when they uh, played that? This is for the crew. That's how some of y'all get. That's how some of y'all want to go back to. Every once in a while, you want to go back to, this is for the cool, cool. Y'all remember when he was walking around everywhere? He had that white suit on. Yeah. And that's how and that's how we are sometimes. We just want to get in our flesh. We ain't trying to kill our desires. We want Stefan to live. But you need to get into your time machine and get back to your Urkel qualities. Being kind being patient, being love, the fruits of the spirit. You see what I'm saying? So this is for somebody, for real. I had talked to that brother, but this is for somebody else. You're struggling right now because you don't want to kill that Stefan in your life. Laura. <laughs> kill the Stefan. It'll make your walk a little bit more easier. Okay? It'll make your walk a little bit more easier, man. Don't let Stefan live. All right. What do you want to end off for? So I'm going to end off with this one. Uh, people these days, the Lord Spirit. <laughs> hey, let me not. So let me say this. This guy's, uh, you know, I don't know. Hey, I'm not saying Lord had to, you know, <laughs> the Lord Spirit. She was just what I'm trying to say. Uh, she was just enticed with the flesh. She was in love with the flesh. Y'all know. Y'all know. We all old now. We know. We know what's going on. We know what was going on now. We like okay. You know. We uh, let him back in. Okay. So. Oh, let me finish reading Revelation twenty-two. Let me, let me read a little bit more. It says in verse eight, Revelation twenty-two. In uh, verse 8, it says, I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things. Shout out to John, seeing all these things. If you read Revelation, John saw some things. And I'm going to be real with you. There's some things John saw that, hey, I ain't, I'm like, God, uh-uh. Don't become showing me all that. Not right now. You know, you ever, sometimes you got to get God. I'm not ready for all that truth. I'm going to be real with you. You ever had to say that to God? Is it just me? That's some that God trying to expose you to the hardcore truth. And you like, I'm not ready for that truth. Let me still be in the lie. <laughs> some of us still want to be in a lie. Some of us still want to just be ratchet. Some of us be, you ever had that thing? You ever had, look, shh, don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody we about to talk about it. You ever been like in a certain season and you be like, man, I wish sometimes I would never saved. You ever get like that? Is it just me? Is it just me? Or, you know, you just be like, I wish I can still be. <laughs> you know, you just had that mindset. And so when I see John, he say he's seen out. I say, man, because Revelation was showing some things. And he said, I seen all this. And when I heard and I saw them, I fell down and worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. 
But he said, no, don't worship me. I'm a servant of God. See, you got angels who are servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in the book. Worship only God. Worship only God. That right there is a lesson of his own. We're not even supposed to be worshiping angels. We don't need to be worshiping nothing else but God. Yeah, the cross do get heavy, don't it? It does. It does. But those who want to be his disciples, you got to carry. Yes, you do. That's why he doesn't have many disciples. He say, hey, many are called, but few are chosen. Because that cross do get heavy, my brother. It does. He say, worship on in God. But then in verse 10, he says, then he instructed me, do not seal up the prophetic words in this book. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you not sealing up and giving it to us, God, that we can read it. For the time is near. Verse 11 says, let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. <laughs> God ain't begging nobody to stop. And then he said, let the one who's vile continue to be vile. So, hey, here's a shout out to all you who doing harm. Hey, the word of God say continue to do harm. Mm. Let the one who, because, hey, your judgment is coming. Yeah. Those who cheating and lying and stealing and all these type of things, hurting people, killing people, raping people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You ain't getting away with it. Don't think for one second you're not going to get what you deserve. Vengeance belong to God. So I'm saying this to people, too, who we don't depend on this world to give you justice. Don't depend on the court system to give you justice. Now, don't 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 depend on that. Don't depend on the law to give you justice. I'm talking to kingdom people right now. Yeah, God go handle up on that. Everybody think they getting away with this stuff and everybody. treat. And, and, and hey, let me talk. Hey, 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 you officers who playing dirty, who mistreating people, who, 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 who being disrespectful to people, who killing people, who playing drugs on people, who lying on people. Hey, for what one to you? What one to you? I'm not talking to all officers, by the way. But th those know, they know who I'm talking. I just want to put that out there. Woe unto you. You're not getting away with anything. And I feel sorry for sometimes when you officers do this, I feel sorry for your children. Why? Because that type of judgment can fall down on your kids when you do stuff like that. You better read what God said. He said, I visit the, the fifth and fourth generations of people who act like that. You have no, see, you not, you don't, you don't even care about your, your lineage when you act like that. I want you to know that. When you treat people like that. But to all you crooked officers and all you crooked lawyers and all you crooked judges and all you crooked politicians, woe unto you.
You're not getting away with anything. And judgment is coming swiftly on y'all. Treating God's people like that. Think you go get away with it. Nah, it ain't going down like that, man. Hey, he says in verse 12, look, I'm coming soon, bringing my reward with me and to repay all people according to their deeds. You hear what he said? So you won't think I was just saying it because I'm in anger or something. Nah, he says, I'm coming to repay all people according to their deeds. You got to pay for that, what you're doing. You got to pay for them murders. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for that. You got to pay for raping them victims like that, man. What you mean? You got to pay pay for scheming off people like that, stealing people, stealing people of uh, funds and doing all this type of stuff, overcharging people. You gonna pay for that? So live it up while you can, be vile while you can, harm people. Go ahead. Why? Why? Because he says in verse thirteen, "I am the Alpha and Omega." I am the Alpha. He's the he's the Alpha, Alpha and the Omega. And I'm not talking about no Greeks. So y'all calm down. This don't have nothing to do with y'all right now. Don't y'all dare bring that into the kingdom. Don't, uh-uh. This don't have nothing to do with y'all. Bark somewhere else. Go ahead and wiggle some, shimmy somewhere else. He says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the first and the last, the beginning of the end. So go ahead and do what you got to do in the middle. Do your little middle stuff. But this story, oh, it has an ending. And it ain't going to look pretty for you unless you repent. And I got to say that. Thank you, God. Unless you repent. That's that. And that's that's the love of God. And I, and I know some people don't like that. But that is the love of God. Even those people. See, this is how I, this is when I know. I'm human and he God. Even those people that I just talk about, guess what, y'all? If they sincerely repent, now not saying they go uh not face judgment for that. You know, they yeah, you, you you know, you pay for those type of things. But if they repent and sincerely believe in Jesus, God has a place in the kingdom for them. See, that's on another level of forgiveness. That's on another level of compassion. That is. That is. But in verse uh, 14, he says, blessed are those who wash their robes. They go that blessed word again. Wash their robes. What you mean by that? Keeping yourself pure. Keeping yourself clean. Not a stain on me. Not a stain on me. You feel trying to keep yourself clean keep yourself pure keep yourself unstained from the system of this world keep your mind unstained keep your mind on a kingdom and you know when you wash guess what that's some work right yeah it is gotta put some elbows in it washing don't come easy so I'm just letting you know when you're washing yourself, when you're washing yourself on this walking and you're allowing God to wash you, it, it, it's, it's, it can be painful. It can be a struggle sometimes. But he says, bless are those who do that. When the last time you look, <laughs> be real though, when the last time you look on uh, Instagram or anything on social media and somebody say, I'm blessed because I'm washing my robe. 
<laughs> we don't even know what that is. We'll be like, what? What road? You talking about your choir road? But our our language, according to what God calls black, we so far from that. We we will we'll look at somebody crazy if they that's what they said they bless. Cause my robe is washed. <laughs> it sounds funny because we don't even know we we don't even talk like this is heavenly language. We too busy talking earthly language. Ooh, this type of word. See, the word of God is foreign to a lot of believers. The way God talk is foreign. Even when we hear things, even when we hear holiness, foreign. We hear discipleship, foreign these days. It's foreign. We hear, oh, you got to crucify your flesh, foreign. We like, what? Oh, we got to pick up our cross. When we talk like it's foreign, we, people look at you crazy these days. But because it's a new language, we don't even understand what these type of things mean anymore. You tell people, seek ye first the kingdom. They'll look at you and like, what? I'm trying to seek this money. Seek the kingdom. What is he talking about? I'm just talking about what blessed means. Blessed are those who are peacemakers, for you should be called the sons of God. Peacemakers. You're not trying to start drama. You're not trying to be in, uh, in no drama. You're not always in no mess. Just You're blessed because you're a peacemaker. Then he says in verse 14, they will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. So he's saying when you live like that, according to the word of God, you will be permitted. So you on a VIP list. Right. You waiting in line. Let's just let's just let's try to break it down to where we can kind of understand it. So he said there's a gate. Right. And those with the wash robes. I guess because there's a dress code. <laughs> it's not, I'm, I'm not trying. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. I promise you I'm not. But you know, you, you got your Ross robe on, right? And he says you'll be permitted to enter through the gate. I don't know who at the gate. Like I don't know who got the the, the board. I don't know who got the list. And I guess he go look through this list and be like, "Hey, uh, say player, I don't, I don't. What's your name again? Nah, I don't, I don't think you on this list, cause." <laughs> you gonna have to go to the back. Hold on, right quick. Let me go get Jesus. Hey, hey, he on the list? I don't think you on the list, bro. And he says, but those who are on the list, hey, they're gonna be able to uh enter and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Now I don't hey again, Revelations is one of those books. I'm not trying to act like I know everything, but I just take it for what it is and I say, okay, God, I believe now I don't know what the fruit is. I hope it's some uh, you know, mango. You know, I hope it's some stuff because I like mango and watermelon. So I hope it's some of that fruit, you know. In verse 15, he says, outside the city, though, right? Look, listen what he's saying. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexual immoral, the murderers, the idol worships, and all who love, who love to live a lie. Ooh. He said they love to live a lie. They knew it was a lie, but he said they loved it. He said they he they they knew they wasn't living that way, but they posted anyways. Ooh. He 
said he knew they weren't making that much money, but they was making it rain like that anyways. Ooh. He said they knew they couldn't afford that house. He knew they couldn't afford that car. He knew they could that business need that wasn't that 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 wasn't it like that. But he said they love to they love to live a lie. So they did it anyways. I want you to know, God says, hey, you gonna be on the outside of these gates. You're going to be on the outside. Verse 16, he says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. Thank you, Jesus, for sending your angels to send us this message. I am both the source of David and the heir of his throne. I am the bright and morning star. I am the bright and morning star. There's only one star in my book, to be honest with y'all, and that's Jesus. I'm being so real with you. And, and, and I've had a chance to be around some stars and according to because because i have seen jesus i'm gonna be real with y'all can't nobody compare to him can't nobody compare to him yes indeed verse 17 it says the spirit in the bride say come let anyone who hears this say come let anyone who is thirsty come your soul is thirsty and he's pleading with you come You came to the underground thirsty tonight, and God is saying, come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. Drink freely. Drink freely. We got to pay uh, just to get water at the store. Who sanctioned that? But I don't know. I'm not even going to get into that. But why is water not free? I don't know why. Verse 18, and I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of prophecy written in his book. If anyone adds anything to what is written here, God would add to that person the plagues described in his book. And y'all know we live in a society that people are adding to God's word. Y'all know that. Y'all know that's what's going on right now. Stop adding to God's word. Just read it for what it is. Hey, you know what I'm saying? If people don't like it, they just don't like it. They got to deal with that. But we can't be adding to it. You know what I mean? And I got to make sure I'm not adding to God's word, especially if we're going to be a minister or a preacher. God's word, you feel me? In verse 19, it says, and if anyone removes any of the words, oh God, if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in his book. Can't be playing with God's word. If you go be a minister, if you go be preaching his word, can't be adding stuff to God's word, can't be trying to be slick with God's word. And then he says, he, in verse 20, he who is faithful, Witness to all these things says, yes, I'm coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Verse 21 say, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. And that's what I want to speak over you today. May the grace of God continue to cover you as you are on this journey until the Lord returns. Until our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ returns. Remember, hey, a thousand days for him is just like one day. So may the grace of God continue to cover your mind. 
Continue to give you the strength to walk out what he's calling you to do. Continue to help you be free from this worldly system, this pagan society. Be free from the desires of your flesh that's trying to warfare against you right now. May the grace of God continue to cover you, man of God, woman of God. You may just have uh, picked up on this podcast and you came here today. This is your first time here. I want to speak the grace of God over your life right now. From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. I pray that God continue to prepare you for the times that are coming. I pray that you continue to listen to the Holy Spirit as he guides you into the will of God in your life. I pray that you continue to love God's word. I pray that you hungry and thirst for the word of God in your life, man of God, woman of God. I pray that you seek the righteousness of his kingdom. And I pray that you're able every day and every morning to be able to pick up your cross. Take the narrow way. Don't be distracted by the broad way that only leads to destruction. I pray that you have peace of mind. I pray that your tongue is always speaking the words of God. And I pray that, as it does it, that it doesn't bring death to your family, that it doesn't bring death to your community. It doesn't bring death to your workplace. And most of all, that it doesn't bring death to you. Speak the word of God. Speak life. Speak what thus says the Lord says. And may the grace of God continue to guide you all the days of your life. Thank you for coming out to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I was just the voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America saying, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You be blessed. Amen.